We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. 7 o'clock, Sports Radio 94, WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley is behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. That is how you hop aboard on this Tuesday night. A lot to talk about. And I got to tell you, I'm um, I'm disappointed to to be here tonight. Not, not that I don't want to hang out. Not that I don't want to talk and, and, and do this show. But you know what this means? Like, usually when baseball season ends, I'm really fired up. Because that means that the evening show comes back. On a on a more regular basis, we get you know four full nights a week or whatever. We got Thursday night, Monday night football, but we're here, right? There's no more baseball, no more games take us off the air for four or five hours at a time. So we're here full shows. But this one's bittersweet because the end of the baseball season meant the end of a World Series that ended in difficult fashion, in one that was like the Phillies had a shot to capture a World Series championship and they came up just short. So yesterday I had a chance to be on with uh, with Joe DeCamera and Ferrici and gave a lot of my thoughts on the game. And what happened Saturday and, and kind of the, the overarching feeling on this team and the, and the special, special run the Phillies had. And, and we'll look forward here. We're going to do some special stuff coming up next couple of days, looking forward, off-season stuff, what they could do, how they can go from where they are now to actually having a parade here in Philadelphia in the next year or two. So we'll get to all that. But I, I do think, especially because I wasn't on last night, we had you know Monday Night Football on last night. So the evening show didn't get a chance to, to discuss this last night with, with you guys, the audience of this show. I think it's worth... One more discussion on how you're feeling and how we're all feeling. You know, about 70 hours or so since the Phillies were eliminated and the, and the 2022 World Series ended. And I really think when you when you look at everything, when you look at everything when it comes to this run and how it ended and game number six and the way the Phillies took the lead and the way the Phillies lost that lead in, in the bottom of the sixth inning with the Alvarez home run, it really comes down to this when you think about it for me. And and what's your greatest emotion right now? Like, we all have emotions. Everyone has emotions that watched the way the World Series went. Everyone has emotions that watched the way this whole thing played out. And I I think there's two. I've listened to WIP since I was on with Tom Kelly Saturday night right after the game. We did the final final out of the year. And then I was on yesterday with Joe DeCamera from 10 to 2. And I've been listening today. And I think there's really two overarching feelings I keep hearing from this fan base. And it's the frustrated side and it's the proud side. The frustration that is obviously evident because of the way that game ended, because of Rob Thompson's decision, whether or not you agree with it, it obviously didn't work out. I mean, ultimately, big decisions by coaches or managers are are driven by results. Now, you Right process, wrong process, whatever. If Alvarado got out of the inning, no one's screaming about it on Monday, even if they lost the game. He didn't get out of the inning. Gave up a home run to Alvarez, so everyone's frustrated. 
I think, too much frustration towards Rob Thompson, but that's fair. That's fine. He, he made a decision. It didn't work out. That's his job as the manager to push the right buttons in those moments. So the frustration is there. The frustration for me is there watching this lineup just stink for the past three or four games uh, you know, of the series. So absolutely stink. They had nine hits from the sixth inning of game three on. So I feel that frustration. The frustration I felt, and it's there, I think we all have it because they were up to one, and it felt like they could actually win the World Series, and then it didn't happen. They lost three straight games. But the, the feeling that I have that is greater than the frustration is I feel proud of this team, proud of this franchise where they, where they turned out to be, where they went, where they got close, what they got close to doing, which is win a world championship. I mean, you know how I felt about the Phillies down the stretch of the season. I didn't believe in them much. I didn't. I'm the moron that sat here and said, ah, I don't even make the playoffs. Not even worth it. Okay, and they proved me wrong on that. It, it was obviously worth it. They went from a team I didn't believe knew how to win to a team that was on the precipice of winning something special. They learned how to win, came together, and became the kind of team that I liked watching. Now, were they still frustrating? Yeah, they strike out too much. Yeah, their defense isn't good enough. Yes, all those things that were present all year didn't just magically disappear. They're not a completely different team now than they were you know, on September 28th. Same team, just, you know, they learned how to win and navigate through this and took the first step, hopefully the first step, towards becoming a champion at some point soon. But the feeling I have that is is more than the frustration is the feeling that I'm proud. 215-592-9494. We are about 70-ish hours since the Phillies got knocked out and lost the World Series to the Houston Astros. Which feeling is stronger for you right now? Like, when, you, when you're thinking about this and... The reason I wanted to bring this up and talk about it tonight is I don't think it's over. Like when it's, you know, if the Phillies had gone out in the first round or the second round, would we still be talking about the emotions of it three or four days later? Probably not. But this was like a month of emotions building and building and building and building. And this team and what they meant to the city over the last month, it took on a different kind of life. It really did. You know, the games at Citizens Bank Park. The camaraderie that they showed, the camaraderie I think it brought back to Philadelphia in the month of October with baseball being alive again in this town, it was just different. Everyone I talked to, not just here, but everyone I talked to was so invested in this run. I mean, it just was it was everything here in Philadelphia over the past month. And that I don't think that goes away in, in a couple days. I don't think you just snap your finger and say, all right, I'm out. I'm done now. You know, baseball season's over. Wake me up when spring training starts next year. I, I don't think it works like that after a trip to the World Series, and it went six. The Phillies were up to one. This wasn't a clean sweep, and they did not compete. No, they came back from five runs down in game number one. They won game number three at home. They were up two to one. They had chance after chance after chance at game five and ultimately had a, a lead in the sixth inning of game number six. All those things are facts. And I think when you have all those things, it leads to emotions that don't just go away. So what's the feeling for you right now? 215-592-9494. As you think back and kind of have had a, a couple days to collect your thoughts on this, which emotion is stronger right now? Is it the frustration that they didn't get this done, they had a chance to get this done, that they that they couldn't pull it off? Because this wasn't a clean sweep. It wasn't like they got just outed four in a row out of the World Series and then we would have said, all right, they didn't belong in the same field. No, they belonged in the same field. The Astros were better, but they could have won the World Series. At one point, they were the favorites within this series to win the World Series. But I, I just think to this, they lost to a better team. That team had an all-time great pitching staff. The Astros were built to take advantage of the weaknesses the Phillies had, which was lack of bullpen depth and defensive issues and strikeouts and 
you know, up and down the lineup, swing and miss. That's what the Astros are built to take advantage of teams like that. And ultimately, I don't think the Phillies lost to a team they should should have beat. Could have, yes. Could have. But I don't think they lost to a team they should have beat. I walk away from the, the entire postseason saying, I'm proud of that team. Like they got, they reached as high as I think they possibly could have. Like I thought they reached their ceiling. You know, I thought they could beat the Cardinals. I thought after game number one, they had a real chance to beat the Braves in a short series. I thought they would beat the Padres. I thought they were better than that team, despite you know the Padres having home field. I didn't think they were better than the Astros. I didn't think they should beat the Astros. And ultimately, I don't think it was a Rob Thompson decision. I don't think it was one moment here. I think it was just over six games, the better team just beat him, just played out. I can live with it. I can walk away and say, you know what? They got there. They weren't as good. They had a great run. I hope it's the start of something special for years to come. And we had some amazing moments. I The, the feeling I have right now, a few days later after game six, is I am proud. That's the, that's the emotion I have. 215-592-9494. Happy I got to be part of this, smallest part as you can imagine, but just some part of it that we got to talk every night about the Phillies and, and do shows before and after games. And and I'm proud of the team, more than I am frustrated. Tucker, where do you lie on this? A few days after the Phillies lose the World Series, our first chance on the evening show to talk about this, are you more in the camp of frustration or proud? No, I'm still frustrated. And, and I wish and I envy the people who are, are proud and have been able to, to put this behind them. Like, I, I wish... I felt that way. I really did. I, I wish I wasn't lying awake at night and, and thinking and, and, you know, having nightmares about Jordan Alvarez. It was someone heading into the postseason. I said, my God, that's one of the scariest human beings I've ever seen in my life. And sure enough, he, he's going to haunt me for the next 50 years or so. But they were so close. And you can use the term house money. You can use the term gravy, whatever you want to use. I know the Phillies weren't supposed to be there, but were they that big of underdogs? I mean, they had the fourth highest payroll in baseball. You go back to March, people were betting on them to win the World Series. I know it seems foolish when you look through the lens of you know June and July when they weren't over 500, but compared to what their you know preseason expectations were, this was a team that was expected to make the postseason. This yep. was a team that was put together to make a run into October. And I look at everything that went right in that run. And they still came up short. You know, I think back to when, when Gordon Hayward left college. You remember how his college career ended? The shot that rimmed out. Right. And, and I remember, I think it was Sports Illustrated, asked his dad when he had declared for the draft. I said, well, why, why is he doing that? He still has another year of eligibility. He said, well, do you want him to do all of that? Do you want him to, to win the conference tournament and, and make it to the Final Four and make it to the National Championship and then make the half-court shot? Or do you want him to move on and... I feel kind of the same way about the Phillies. Like, are, are they going to come back from 2 nothing down with one out in the ninth inning? Are they going to be able to come back from 4 nothing in the first inning, the NLCS? Are they going to be able to come back from 5 nothing down in Game 1 of the World Series and then win two more games? Or is this it? Like, I, I think this team on paper can get better. And I think they're going to use this offseason to really improve. And whether that's adding someone like Trey Turner, whether that's trading Reese Hoskins, whether that's improving the defense, the back end of the rotation, whatever it may be. I do think this team's going to get better, but as we look ahead to 2023 and beyond, are they anything better than a second wildcard team right now? Are they going to beat the Braves and Mets, who both won 101 games, even if you include the Phillies' wins in the postseason, still had three more wins than the Phillies all season? I just, I hope this is a step forward and a sign of things to come, but 
I don't know. Are, are you going to do all of the things you did in the last three months and then win two more games? Because I don't know if they can. Yeah, I don't know either. And and as Howard mentioned to us last hour, it is very hard. It is very rare for a team to lose the World Series and then come back the next year and win it. 215-592-9494. Tell you how to start this hour of the show. Where are you right now? Three days after what was a, a difficult loss. I mean, let's just be real. The Phillies were up. The, the Zach Wheeler decision, and we'll talk about it. I think Rob Thompson's gotten way too much flack for a decision that I don't think was as ridiculous as it's being made out to be, but it didn't work. I mean, the bottom line is it didn't work. Rob Thompson's call to go to Jose Alvarado didn't work. The Phillies lost the World Series. They gave up the big home run to, to Jordan Alvarez. But, but I, I sit here tonight with you a few nights later, and I'm proud of this team. I'm proud of where they went. Where They went from being a team I didn't believe was filled with winners to a team that learned how to win on the biggest stages, learned how to win ninth inning in St. Louis, Learned how to win ninth inning Atlanta game one, the catch by Castellanos. Learned how to win here, back at Citizens Bank Park, the first postseason game they've had in Philadelphia in 11 years. And Reese Hoskins hit the home run, and away they went. Learned how to win in a closeout game against Charlie Morton. Learned how to win in San Diego against the Padres to steal home field advantage. Learned how to win down four runs in game four of the second round of the NLCS against the Padres. You know, when Bailey Falter gets knocked out of the game, they learn to come back and win that game. Learn to win in the clincher against the Padres in game number five with the home run we'll remember forever by Bryce Harper. And learn to win in game one down 5 nothing against one of the greatest pitchers ever in Justin Verlander. I'm proud. I'm proud that a team that couldn't get out of their own way, that tripped over themselves every September for five years, got us to the brink of a championship. Because that wasn't my expectation. It wasn't. And maybe it became a, a possibility. It became an expectation maybe when they went up 2-1, to one, like this is really going to happen. But I, I'm proud of what they accomplished. I, I think what they gave to the city for the last month has been incredible to be, to be any sort of part of this. And ultimately, I walk away saying I, I'm going to remain proud of the 2022 Phillies. But I understand where the frustration comes from. 215-592-9494. Where are you right now? The frustration still from not winning it or being proud of this team for what they accomplished here in the postseason. Let's talk to Matt, who's up on WIP. Hey, Matt. Good on, Joe. Hey, Matt. What are you thinking tonight? Uh, I'm proud. I'm proud. I'm proud of the team. I, I enjoyed every single second of it. I'm disappointed that you know we couldn't pull it out, but man, we had so many opportunities. Um, yeah, sometimes things just don't break your way. Um. But I'm I'm proud. I'm proud of of this season. I'm proud of this team. Yeah, and I think but, what you said there, Matt. Before you make your next point, at some point the breaks stopped going their way. You know, you think about that game five, and there were so many little plays there that changed the game. You know, the ball in the first inning that gets past Marsh, obviously the play that Reese yeah. can't make, and then the the Astros made two of them. Right, the Chas McCormick catch, which is incredible, and and Mancini at first base on the Schwarber play. I mean, the Astros made the two plays, and unfortunately the uh, the Phillies couldn't. Yeah, yeah. So. Looking, looking ahead, because uh, I know you know. Obviously, come Thursday, the season, the, the new season begins. Um, I have a couple things on my wish list. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts on this, okay? Um, one, I say we trade trade Reese Hoskins, and there's a perfect team that that needs a DH. It's the Houston Astros. Well, they do. I mean, are you? Do you have something in specific you want back, or just you think that's the I, landing spot for Reese? No, no, no. I, I would like one of their relief pitchers. Well, they have like eight of them. They might be they might be willing right. to part with one. Yeah. Right. Right. 
So I say trade Reese to Houston for a relief pitcher, okay? I want Trey Turner. Uh, I would love to get Carlos Radon. Mm-hmm. And if at all possible, Anthony Rizzo. So Matt, I, it's interesting you brought that up. And and look, would I take that? Would I take that off season? Absolutely, Matt. And I appreciate the phone call. I would. I mean, I would do that. So Rizzo is a name I think is really interesting. If the Phillies do trade Reese Hoskins, I would be all over the idea of Anthony Rizzo. He's a guy that is a winner. He's won. He played with Schwarber in Chicago. Played with the Yankees the last couple of years. He's been in the playoffs like every year of his career. He's a really good player. I think he brings. Um, excellent, or he's still really good. I don't know if he's still excellent over there, but he's still a really good defensive player, like a, a meaningful upgrade at first base over Reese Hoskins. He gets on base. He doesn't strike out much. I, I think of all of the – now, because the weird part about trading Reese is, and although I'm in the camp trade Reese, it's like, okay, then who plays first base? Are they moving Bohm over there? Are they trying to get one of their corner outfielders to first base? Do they think one of these guys could do it, whether it be Schwarber, Harper, Castellanos, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure if if any of those guys could could handle the position and play it well, or if none of those things, then they have to go get a first baseman. So it would create a hole they have to fill. I, I think Rizzo would be an excellent fit here. I'm in. I, I agree too. I mean, do you worry about your offense becoming maybe a little left-handed heavy with him, Harper and Schwarber all kind of sitting there at the top? But at the same point, he he adds something that this team hasn't had. In a long time, and that's good first base defense. I mean, who's the last decent first baseman the Phillies had from a defensive standpoint? Rico Bronia, that's Travis what I was Lee. Gonna, I was going to say Rico Bronia. Yeah, Lee was Lee was a good had a good glove. Lee, but I mean that's it. I, I was second grade maybe when when Travis Lee played. Man, I liked Rico Bronia. <laughs> Rico could scoop it over there. But now we're talking about thirty years ago or uh, twenty five years ago. It's, it's been a long time since they've had uh, you know well above average defensive first base. Yeah, I mean, I, I that's interesting. Now that's a very expensive off season. Do the Phillies have? I mean, listen, I've said this for years. John Middleton's money, he should spend. It's not my money. So there's no salary cap. It's a luxury tax. Spend what, spend when you need to spend. Sell a couple extra cigars so go you ahead. can afford these guys. Go ahead. I mean, they're going to sell more tickets next year. Yeah, but Turner, Rizzo. Rodon, and we're talking about between the three guys, probably upwards of eighty million per year. On depending, I don't know how each would get different lengths of contracts, but that's how much those three guys would add to the payroll. You probably think at thirty for somewhere in the thirty plus range for Turner, um, similar for Rodon, and then you know probably twenty a year for Rizzo. I mean, it, on a shorter term deal, but that's that's a lot of money. But yeah, if you want to do it, I'm in two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Disappointed or proud? Which feeling is stronger right now for you as we reflect on the 2022 Phillies? Let's go to Frank, who's in Beachwood. Hey, Frank. Hey, good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, Frank. What's up tonight? What are you thinking? Well, I got a couple of points to make. Okay. First point, and I have a couple, so bear with me. Mm -hmm. First point is, you know, the Phillies, when they get in, when this happens, we got to look back to 76. I'm a longtime fan, by the way, all my life. 76, 77, 78. They were, they were not in the World Series, but they were in it. 1980, won the championship. 83. Then we go back to 2006, 7, 8. That team, they were, when this team gets in it, they get committed to excellence and bringing the people in, filling the gaps, filling the holes that take part of it. That's my first point. Second point is, okay, 
We got a situation, first base, Reese Hoskins. Daryl Hall is in the minors. He came up for a little while. I know he got, he's a first baseman. He's a heck of a hitter, and he got the use, and I believe that Thompson, what this team is built around right now, and bringing up the young players, and, of course, there's trade value for Reese. We'll get back pitchers or whatever we get back that's sustainable. There you go. They will they, they will do it. Dombrowski will do it. They'll get the people in. And I just have a, I'm optimistic about the next three, four years. Very optimistic. Well, I think you should, yeah, yeah, you should be, Frank. And I appreciate your phone call. I mean, there should be optimism after what they did. Now, Tucker made a point that is, is a good one earlier, and it's true. They could get better and not go as far. It's hard. We just watched it this year in, in the National League. The Dodgers were, were way better than the Phillies. I mean, significantly, they didn't go as far. The Braves, better than the Phillies. They beat them. The Mets, better than the Phillies. They didn't go as far. So, like, it's it's not – there's a real chance they win more games next year. They win 90, 91, 92, and don't go as far. I mean, that's that's baseball. So, will they get better? Will they improve the team? Will they use the goodwill and the money they that they kind of fell on their hands this month to improve the team? Yeah, I'd be surprised. Like, they're, they're 60 millions falling off their books. They're going to get some players here. It's a matter of do they win a championship. Do you think Daryl Hall can play first base? Daryl Hall? He's 76. Or uh, Derek. He said Daryl. Uh, I was going to ask if you also wanted to sign John Oates to play center field. Uh, you know what? Not Johnny Oates, right? The former manager of the Rangers? No. Okay. I, I don't if I'm if I'm right on this, I don't think Johnny's with us anymore either. So he he's off the table either way. Johnny Oates, former manager. But I will say on the D- Derek Hall point. I like Derek Hall. I think he hit righties. I don't know if he's an everyday first baseman. And I'm not sure if he could play the position defensively. We didn't get a chance to see it this year. So, like, if they're moving on from Reese, I want a guy like Anthony Rizzo, better defender, just as much power, but, you know, better eye. Like, that's the kind of, less strikeouts. That's the kind of guy I want to come play first base next year. 215 592 9494. 215 592 9494. Get you aboard. Proud or frustrated? Where do you lie right now on this team as they, you know, three days ago lose the World Series at game number six? Like, what is the emotion now they've had time to cool off? Is it still the frustration from how it ended, from being up 2-1 and basically going ice cold for three straight games? Or is it being proud of a team that won an incredible run and gave the city an incredible month of baseball? I I feel more proud than I do frustrated. Tucker, I know, is still very frustrated. We'll come back. Your phone calls. There is one thing I am frustrated with. And I want to bring it up when we get back. And it is what I consider over-the-top blame towards Rob Thompson. I don't care if you didn't agree with the decision or you did on Saturday. And I, and I feel like most people did not agree with his decision to pull Zach Wheeler. But the amount of blame towards Rob Thompson for his role in the Phillies losing the World Series, I believe is over the top. We'll get into it. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop aboard. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Start NFL Week 10 off right with a no-sweat same-game parlay from FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sports. So it doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or already have an account. You'll get free bets back if your Thursday night same-game parlay doesn't hit. NFL same-game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday. Build your own or choose from one of the popular same-game parlays pre-built for you in FanDuel's top-rated sports. We got, look, on Thursday, I'll go with the road team to win and cover the number. Over on Kyle Pitts receiving yards. And give me an anytime touchdown score for, for Tyler Algier. However you want to play, you can bet the NFL on Thursday night with a no-sweat same-game parlay. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94WIP. Sign up promo code Gilio 
If you don't already have an account, I really like the FanDuel app. If you already have FanDuel, you're all set. Just sign in to see what you got. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.